America was hell-bent on destroying Libya, irrespective of how they ever spin that narrative in the press or whatever they tell themselves to sleep at night. The goal was always to destroy Libya. The goal was never to take out a, 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 a dictator or a bureaucratic government out of place. The goal was to bring down the leader and the country so they never get back to where they were. And by the time they get back to where they were, they won't be a threat because it will take too many years. Because if the goal was really to take out a bad leader out of office, after you've taken the leader out of office, then doesn't it make sense to help with the just transition to ensure that the country continues to flourish as it was flourishing before your illegal invasion? But no, America has not done that. If anything, once they were done with Gaddafi, they were done with Libya and they do not give a hoot what happens in that country years, almost 12 years later, they really do not care. And if you're doubting me, I'll just give you some statistics. America spent 1.65 billion during NATO bombing of Libya and is only sending aid worth a million dollars to Libya when Libya is now struggling with natural calamities because they don't have a stable government in place, a government that was brought down by America. If that is not wickedness, as we say on the African continent, then what is? Hi guys, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversations. My name is Zendero Ganga. I am a business journalist by profession. I also create content online. Um, and I love coming on here and talking to you guys about black people, Africa, our empowerment, and how we can rise up and actually take our rightful place at the global stage um connect with me on social media at Ganga, or you can come over to my youtube channel where i document stories of the diaspora community moving back to the african continent and reconnecting with the motherland i have been on this libya case because i like the fact that nobody will allow america to forget what they did in libya you know every day is just we are applying pressure from different angles and it might never mean anything but our voices will be etched in history and should anybody ever try to tamper with history our voices will be there to remind people that even though they never paid this is what they did this is how they did it so never fall prey of american antics again I bumped into this tweet that was saying the American government spent 1,650 times more money bombing Libya than killing it. The U.S. spent $1.65 billion on NATO intervention in Libya in 2011. The U.S. is now only contributing $1 million to the relief efforts in Libya following Storm Daniel, which left thousands dead and missing. Guys, how do you spend $1.6 billion in 2011, not in 2023, in 2011, bringing down a government and a regime that you termed illegal, yet you couldn't even substantiate your claims on the illegality of, of that government? You couldn't substantiate um, the, the threat that Muammar Gaddafi posed on America. There was no substance to it. You understand? But you went ahead and spent $1.65 billion, which is documented, which is documented. We all know defense budgets in America are very complicated. So what is not documented could bring the figure well to 2 million, 3 million, 5 million. Who knows? Who knows? But you spent so much money bringing the country down. And once it's down, 
and they need help to get back up, you're like, um, guys, none of our business. We're just going to give you something small so we don't look bad. If you mess the kitchen, you do the dishes. You are responsible for bringing down a stable government that you didn't like how it rang in your ear. You brought it down. And now the country is going through calamities. Guess what? You decided to create a vacuum in that country. You are supposed to fill that vacuum. And I'll tell you why sometimes Libya makes Africans angry. I just want to read some statistics for you from my computer. After coming to power, President Muammar Gaddafi initiated a process of directing funding towards providing education, healthcare, and housing for all. In the African continent, these are things that we're beginning to implement now, right? I can speak for Kenya and say free education for all began in 2002, 2003. That is not a long time ago. That's about 20 years ago. That's not long. That's just probably one generation that has gone through free education, right? Um, healthcare, universal healthcare in a country like Kenya came in 20, when was it? 2017. That is when they began implementing universal health care. Housing for all is something that we started in 2017. Affordable housing is something Ghana has begun doing. It's something that Rwanda has begun doing. This was back when Muhammad Gaddafi took office. Can you see how visionary this leader was? Can you see how people-centered he was? He was not elected to serve the interest of NATO, to be a friend to the United States of America or the UK. He was put in office to address the challenges of Libya. And isn't that what he was doing? Let's continue. Public education in the country became free for primary education, compulsory for both sexes. Now, it is out there that some of these Muslim countries are very, are very the way they, they interpret religion and the laws. I'm trying to be very sensitive with this. Um, the way they interpret it, can be problematic towards certain genders. We're seeing now Taliban has banned girls from going back to school. And here comes a leader who was a leader of a Muslim country saying education is for both genders. How progressive is this leader? Back when gender equality was not even a conversation, he was visionary enough to know that you educate men the same way you educate women if you want your society to move forward. Tell me if that is not a visionary and balanced leader. Let's keep going. Medical care became available to the public at no cost. Do you know what we always say in Africa? That you're one medical bill away from poverty. And this is not for poor people. This is for the middle class that earn about $1,000 a month. Now, I know from an American context, that might not be a lot of money. But on the African continent, that's enough to sustain you and your family, get you into a decent house, give you a decent life, you know. And even if you earn a thousand or two thousand dollars or even three or five, you're one medical bill away from poverty. You get cancer, all your money is gone. You get kidney failure, all your money is gone. Here's a leader that says a healthy community is a productive community. And you know how I'm going to do that? Provide free but quality health care for everybody. We early detection so that we treat it early so that you're healthy, you keep working. What else do you want from a leader? Honestly, even if you're vetting a leader, what else do you want from him? He doesn't stop there. He also goes um, uh, on and says, 
it, the, the research goes on and says, Gaddafi also wanted to provide proper and free housing for all, a task that the government was unable to complete. I wonder why they weren't able to complete it. Does anybody know why they weren't able to complete the, the affordable housing? It goes on to say, under Gaddafi, uh, per capita income in the country rose more than $11,000. In the mid-2000s, per capita income rose by more than $11,000, the fifth highest in Africa. The increase in prosperity was accompanied by controversial foreign policy and increased um, domestic political repression. It was very important also for me to add that because my job is not to paint Gaddafi as a perfect leader. My job is just to re report objectively on who he was. On foreign policy, Gaddafi was known not to lie down and allow the West to walk down on him. Um, way before many African leaders got a voice, even other countries, way before they got a voice and knew that they could speak up against America, Gaddafi was doing it. Gaddafi was doing, Gaddafi was telling the global West, listen, I can do these things that you do for your people in my country. So if you want to talk to me, if you want to do business with me, if you want to be within my vicinity, there's a certain way you have to behave. There are certain freedoms you have to extend me. There's certain courtesy that you have to expect. You have to respect me as a person, my religion, who I come from, and everything that I come with. I'm not going to be your puppet, and I'm not going to shape myself up so that I become a miniature you. I am me. Accept me for who I am. Also, in the domestic realm, they had problems because there were insurgencies. And it's from these insurgencies that NATO found an inroad to support one of the, of the opposing parties. And that's how they brought the government down. But I don't think that that is anything new on the African continent. Um, I think we just did not know how opposition politics work. Not that America also knows how it works. But we're still figuring it out. Democracy is something that is new to everybody. Don't, don't, don't try. We still remember what happened on January 6th. So yeah, Americans relax. So divergent voices are nothing new in politics. They're nothing new. And when countries are having in-house problems, it's very important to allow them to resolve these problems between themselves. But when the West sees that there are problems they say, this is our opportunity. And they begin funding one group. They begin arming them. And then things just blow out of proportion. It's okay. Imagine if the rest of the world now decided we're going to give Donald Trump money. We're going to give the, the, the white supremacists, make America great, um, more money to buy weapons, more money to buy guns. Where would America be today? With the division that you guys are currently going through, where would you be today? But when what is happening in America is happening in any other part of the world, America sort of feels the need to, to tamper with, with how it should actually play out. Yet when you actually allow it to play out, things will eventually fix themselves. And I say this because I know this, I've lived through a civil unrest in Kenya. You know, Kenya is a very developed country, but political tensions are always high. But we found ways of sorting it of living through it, you know? You lose an election, so what? It, it's painful, it hurts. We've tried fighting each other before and we know that the only people that suffer in a war is you, is your children, is the economy that you have to contend with for 10, 20 years and it will never go back to where it came from. So 
domestic disgruntles or people in domestic politics not being on the same page with government is a normal thing. America is currently going through it. America has gone through it for the last 10 years. When Donald Trump was in office, how many times did you impeach him? Now imagine if Russia was like, okay, you don't like Donald Trump. Who do you like? Bernie Sanders. Let's give Bernie Sanders guys money. Let's give him guns. Let's fund him. Let's give him bombs so that he can take Trump out of power. Where would America be? I'm just giving you like an example. And that's what happens. I don't know who gave Americans the audacity to think that only they understand how democracy works. That only they have the emotional maturity and intelligence to go through political differences without causing chaos and harming each other in the country. You know, all these other African countries are more than capable of doing it. But you give them weapons. You give them money. That's why the war is always extending. Because Africans do not, we do not produce guns. We do not produce bombs. If you say today, you fight, fight with your machetes. We're not giving you grenades. Those fights will not even last two weeks or three weeks. They will not. That is the truth. They will not last that long. Because people come to their senses. But when you pump money into a war, you already, you've already messed up with how the equation is. And so the outcome is going to be very different. I don't know if you understand me. And this is not something that you ever wish on anybody. But maybe one day America will understand what it is like to be interfered with and be helpless in that situation. And because of how fragile the American system is, it will crumble like no other country has ever crumbled, you know? So this is not to say that Gaddafi was a perfect leader. He was just a leader in Libya, just like every other leader, you know? When Donald Trump was in office, he was the worst thing that has ever happened to America, no? And then now you're contending with Biden and you're like, oh, okay, um, maybe Trump wasn't that bad, right? And maybe during the general elections, you're going to vote him back in as president after you voted him out and impeached him several times. And maybe during the second term of Donald Trump, you'll be like, this is the best thing we ever did. Or you'll go like as a country again, this is the worst thing we ever did for the second time. And uh, during the next election, you might vote for somebody else. That's how politics work. That's how democracy works. People find a way. People are resilient. You understand? And the system finds a way of equalizing itself without outside interference. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. These things can be a little bit hard, particularly for us Africans, because we are always at risk. We live at the mercy of the global West. Whatever decision they make for whatever reason can just change the trajectory of your life at the snap of a finger. In 2011, kids my age probably were, you know, they, 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 they had hope. They wanted to go to uni. They, they lived in a very stable country, secure country. And then now they look back at their country and they can't even recognize it. Just 12 years later, 12 years of what their life could have been has been stolen away from them. And for what? Genuinely, for what? I'll see you again next time.